Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Natalie. And I am the creator of Soulful Grows and Soulful Yoga. And I am the creator of Shanti Yoga Training School and Light Code Coaching. Today we're going to talk about the chakras. So today we're here. Hi Brooke, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How are you Natalie? I am doing wonderful today. It is a gorgeous day at my home. So the sun is out, the birds are singing, so it really couldn't be better. (laughs) And you? I agree. I'm right currently sitting in my room with my turtle tank. Nice. (laughs) I'm I'm hanging out with my turtles right now. Hanging out with your turtles. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) My two little dogs are here with me as we record. So how are you guys? I hope everyone is doing great Life on Earth community. I have been getting some amazing emails from you guys and I love reading them and I reply to every email and it's been a communication and that is so fantastic. So today Brooke and I are here to talk about the chakra system. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> Yes. And we are going to create a series for you guys. And we decided to start with the one that makes more sense to start, the Muladhara, the first chakra. (laughs) Yes, the root chakra. The root chakra. Although, you know, it could be that one could start with the crown chakra. And that could be interesting too, you know, the current of manifestation coming down from heaven to earth. Now this one, we begin our journey on planet earth. And as we continue to go up the spine and the rainbow bridge into the higher planes and the higher chakras, we make our way into the heavens. What do you think about that, Brooke? I think that was very beautifully worded, very (laughs) beautifully worded. But yeah, I like starting off with the root chakra just because I like to start with like a grounding sense, you know, Mm -hmm. so starting out really grounded and then working your way up from there. Yeah, like the foundation, starting with a very strong foundation. I I mean, when you're mm -hmm. first born, that's really your first chakra that's to develop is the root chakra. So it's kind of like going back to even in the womb is whenever you're the second trimester, actually. But it's whenever you're starting to form your first chakra all the way until you're a year old. So I just think that's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, foundational work is important in so many walks of life, right? So everywhere, foundation is the most important. You can't really put the roof in a house unless you create the foundation you can't you know in yoga having a foundational yoga class a really good beginners class it's amazing like actually experiencing that for a while until you can grow and I think in dance it was like that as well and I think that's a 
pretty much probably in like everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Even a relationship, as I'm thinking, I'm like, if, you, if you're if you in a relationship, if you have a good foundation of the relationship, I think that that really sustains you along the way. Yeah, I absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, for everyone who's listening right now that wants to know more about you, Brooke, I was going to say that Brooke has been on Life on Earth before, and I'm actually looking right now for the episode number that Brooke has been on. It was 22, and I oh, know right. that because my birthday is September 22nd. Ah, <laughs> yep. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Episode 22, you guys. We'll include that on the show notes. And that was a really beautiful episode. I got many compliments. And I, a lot of people were very moved by that episode. I think we talk about birth and death and death as a transition, transformation. And we talk about some of our the losses we've had in our lives with some of our loved ones and how we, you know, how we, how we did with that, how, what helped us through it. So this might be something that you're interested in. Definitely check out Brooke. So maybe what we could do is the name of this chakra in Sanskrit is Muladhara. And the element of this chakra is earth. The color is red. The purpose is foundation. So maybe I'll call out some properties and, you know, some qualities of this chakra so that we can kind of know what we're going through. But before we do that, why don't we actually back a little? And Brooke, if I were to say to you, and I think maybe we could both answer, because a lot of times when I hear, you know, people talking about chakras and in now there's there's many people looking into the chakra system and it's kind of loose, right? Like, what are the chakras? What are they? There's so many different ways to explain yeah. the chakras. So for you, Brooke, if somebody, somebody asked you, what are the chakras? How do you explain that? I would say, like, I, mean, I have gotten this question quite a bit whenever I start talking about it. Mm-hmm. And the simplest way I can explain it is it's like little wheels of energy throughout your body. So like the chakras really align like your spine, your whole spine. So there's just little wheels, little systems that like, you know, like a wheel that are turning that holds an energy. They carry energy and they send energy into other areas of the body. But each chakra correlates with a different part of the body and with different actions and emotions and so on. There's so much to be explained. So that's really like my simplest explanation of them. Yeah, it's a simple explanation. And I do like to get different ways to explain things. As a teacher, that's something that I'm always looking for because I find that as you listeners that you guys are listening know as well, everyone can pick up something different from a different expert. Everyone learns different, yeah. you know? So it's really important to have different wording to say, to communicate what you want. So that was beautifully said. Another way, which is very similar to what you said that I like to say is chakras are vortexes. They're vortexes of energy. And what they do is they analyze information, you know, like thoughts, words, all carry vibration. We all have this like energy body. If you're going to go into the chakra system, you really need to know you're going to you're going to really have to understand and accept that we are energy beings. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And you know, call it the auric field, the bubble of energy, the subtle body that we all have around us. 
This is our energetic body, like Brooke was saying. So the chakras, they are vortexes of energy, and they're picking up information, picking up energy, vibration from things, from people that are around you. So each time that you communicate and that you're in the same room with somebody or just on the bus with somebody or whatever, your bubble, your energy field is communicating and is kind of, you know, taking energy and exchanging energy between. So the first chakra is responsible for what we're going to go into today. The second one takes care of something different. The third, something different. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. These are the seven sort of main energy vortexes in, in our body. And like Brooke said, they are aligned in the spine. Now, there are more chakras. Some systems look at the chakras above your head. Some look at the chakras below the muladhara. And so that is all good. And there's also many other chakras in our body. Our hands have chakras, which is why the hands are so healing, you know, energy healing with the hand. A kid bumps their shoulder or knee. Ouch places the hand. The hands are very healing. They, they're they like, you can also think about this as little portals, right? Portals of energy coming in and out of your system. And so think it's a really great thing we have them because they regulate. They regulate the, the frequencies and they regulate the energies, the information. Information is vibration, you know, like thoughts are vibration with information. That's what thoughts are. That's what I like to think about it. So it is nice when we have, we want to, you know, here's another correlation. So I want to make this like really kind of simple for everyone. Yoga is about, you hear this a lot, yoga is about balance, right? Finding equanimity, finding that balance in your life. So really nice to a really good thing would be to align to have your chakras aligned your chakras balanced when we do yoga we align our chakras we balance our chakras which then means we balance our whole energy field and then by balancing our energy field we balance our physical body so really is body mind spirit so okay i think that's kind of a simple way for you guys to And, you know, I also want to say that there are many different schools of chakra systems and there are different ways that you can explain the chakras and there's also different belief systems. And that is all good. You know, we have to respect everybody's opinion and everybody's perspective. I myself have been studying the chakra for many years. This is my interpretation Part of it is from, yes, books and information. Part of it is from my own experience. Would you say that some of the things are from your own experience as well, Brooke, at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I say this because then Brooke and I, we're going to speak from our perspective and take what you love and leave what you doesn't serve you as everything else. So, all right. So what do you, what's the color of this chakra, Brooke? It's red. The color is red. So if I were to ask you, why is it that color is so important when we're doing this kind of work? What would you say from your, you know, your experience? When it comes to like balancing out chakra. So if there's some kind of deficiency or if it's like an overactive chakra for you, there's different little symptoms that you would get to identify it. But 
one way to help balance it out would be through like red foods or incorporating just more red things into your life. Like right now I have a red pin next to me. So that could be one thing <laughs> using the red pin. It's red. So you're seeing it. So you're identifying yeah. with that color red as you use it. Crystals that might be red. Several different, they're just incorporating red. I remember like, no, absolutely. Like, you know, wearing red. I was just about to say. Yeah. (laughs) Having things in your house that are red. So if you're like, okay, I feel like I have some imbalances in my first chakra, then then you're going to incorporate some of the things that we're going to suggest in this episode today. And then just play with that energy, play with that field for, I would say a week, two weeks, you know, a month, and then see this kind of work, it's not really instant gratification, like most things aren't. And so I do know that we live in a very like instant gratification type of world. So people want to do something like, oh, I'm going to go to one hour chakra class yoga, and then everything, all my problems will be solved. It doesn't work like that. You have so I invite my students that are in my training anytime you see, I like to go deep. So anytime we're doing any type of work, I'll say, stay with this for like a week, you know, or more or more, however long you want, but minimum a week and really explore it, you know. So why don't I go through some just like very basic stuff about this chakra and then you and I can go into a a deeper conversation, Brooke. Okay. Okay. So this book that I'm reading out of right now it's called eastern body western mind this is the person that i think you too right brooke you study like under her chakras as well yeah both brooke and i really love her and we study you know her work her name is anodea judith and she's in my 300 hour i mean she's she her book i'm I'm sorry not her her book (laughs) that'd be cool though (laughs) yeah that would be cool We should ask her. But her (laughs) book is a mandatory book in my 300-hour yoga teacher training. And Brooke is a graduate of the two two and 300-hour. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, so we we like this book a lot. And I definitely recommend Miss Anodea Judith. So she says, the element is earth. The name is Muladhara. The purpose is foundation. The issues are roots, grounding, I'll read just some, trust, health, home, family, appropriate boundaries. The color is red. The location is at the base of your spine, so at the coccyx plexus. Identity, very physical. The demon of this chakra is fear. Do you happen to have the book right there with you? Yeah. Actually, I have it open on the page. Can I know, you, I know can you page continue that, that, that role and then I'll, I'll do the other one and you do the other one? Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. So the developmental stage is the second trimester to 12 months. Developmental task, physical growth, motor skills, and object permanence. Basic rights to be here and have. Balanced characteristics are good health, vitality, well-grounded, comfortable in the body, sense of trust in the world, feeling of safety and security, ability to relax and be still, stability, prosperity, right livelihood. The traumas and abuses are birth trauma, abandonment, physical neglect, poor physical bonding with mother, malnourishment, feeding difficulties, major illness or surgery, 
physical abuse or violent environment, enema abuse, inherited traumas, like the parents' survival fears, such as like war veterans or poverty conditions. And I'll let you go on. All right. Deficiencies, disconnection from the body, notably underweight, fearful, anxious, restless, can't settle, (laughs) poor focus and discipline, poor boundaries, chronic disorganization, excesses. So that means if this chakra is excessive, like you're, you know, um, we're talking about unbalances. So I just read you guys if you, if it's deficient, if it needs more of something, and if it's too much of this chakra. So this would be obesity, overeating, hoarding, material fixation, greed, lazy, tired, sluggish, fear of change, addiction to security, rigid boundaries, physical malfunctions, disorders of the bowel, large intestine, disorders of solid parts of the body, bones, teeth, issues with legs, feet, knees, base of the spine, Botox, eating disorders, frequent illnesses can be deficient and or excessive. So I'll read some of the healing practices and I'll let you read some as well. And then we can maybe each do an affirmation. How about that? Okay. (laughs) Healing practices, you guys, reconnecting with your body, physical activities such as aerobics, weight, running, dance, anything physical, right? Because remember, this is a very physical chakra. It's your foundation. We are physical beings. We're human. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So therefore, we are very physical and the body is very tangible for us human beings. It's a way that we can shift energy real fast. Lots of touch, massage, hatha yoga, bioenergetic grounding. Look at earliest childhood relationships with your mother, reclaiming the right to be here. Okay, your turn. Okay, so So, we're going to go into affirmations. Sorry. So, yeah, this is important because we want to give you guys these affirmations. And this is something that if you're working with this chakra, just in case somebody hasn't worked with affirmations before, what you do is when you wake up in the morning, you say your affirmation, you really feel it, you breathe it in your heart space, and it's really going to help you... um, you know, feel this energy and ground. And you can always create your own affirmations too. What do you think about affirmations? Is there anything you want to add about affirmations? I definitely think they're important to add into your life just because whatever you are thinking is what you begin to feel. You know, if you're being harsh on yourself, you're going to start feeling those. If you're like, oh my God, I suck or I hate this or I hate myself, you're going to really start feeling those things. So why not keep it positive? Exactly. (laughs) So you can feel those positive emotions and feelings. Yeah. And, you know, words as everything, as we're mentioning, words have vibrations. Words have frequencies. We are vibrational beings. So when we say a word that has a certain vibration, such as love, you know, it's, it's, you feel it. You feel it, especially if you're really like saying from the heart, you feel it in your heart space and something shifts inside. Okay, Brooke, you go first. Okay. So actually I have some written down too that I really like that I like pulled out. Okay. Uh, I'll start with those. So the ones I wrote was I am rooted in life. I embrace my life experiences fully and unconditionally. 
I am safe. I trust more. I fear less. I am centered and grounded. I'm connected to my body and my soul. I am connected to the world. There was a quote though, and I don't, it's not really an affirmation, but it can kind of be Mm -hmm. one. I just want to read it because I really liked it. Yeah. It was to lose our connection with the body is to become spiritually homeless. Without an anchor, we float aimlessly, battered by the winds and waves of life. I just really, 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 like it just resonated with me. I really loved it. I love that so much. Do you mind reading it again? Sometimes it's nice to listen to something twice. To lose our connection with the body is to become spiritually homeless. Without an anchor, we float aimlessly, battered by the winds and waves of life. And that's actually out of the Eastern Body, Western Mind book. Okay. That's so I was reading over and I just loved it. And I just yeah. felt like I needed to, to read it for everyone. <laughs> to share it with us. No, I really love that. And it makes so much sense. Here are some of the ones that I have. It is safe for me to be here. The earth supports me and meets my needs. I love my body and trust its wisdom. I am immersed in abundance. I am here and I am real. So... Now I kind of want us to just open into a conversation because I really wanted to just kind of lay the foundation for this work for all of you, our community, our listeners, and then we can perhaps make this more accessible to you. So one thing that I wanted to go into that this has come up in a few of my sessions when I do life coaching, this chakra as you know, when we were going over here about being a balanced chakra, right? This Let's look at some of the qualities of a balanced first chakra, your foundation, the red, the earth, good health, vitality, well-grounded, comfortable in your body, trusting the world, feeling secure, safe, the ability to relax, stability. So when we look at the, some of the deficiencies, meaning, yes, yeah, something is lacking, right? Poor boundaries, also disconnection from the body. And also there is this inability, I'm not reading this, but I'm speaking from, from this chakra, this, this inability to remain still, this inability to, so that would be, let me give you guys some example, that would be like somebody who excessively traveling. I mean, don't get me wrong, traveling is, traveling is awesome, but you, one could, you know, anything in life, one could overdo or underdo, right? So again, we are here trying to find balance and health, optimal health, so total well-being. So if someone is has this inability to remain still, inability to, to have a home or maybe has a home, but it's never home. And, you know, it's always gone. It feels the energy is very scattered. That person, it's a deficient first chakra. A lot of times you'll see that um, doesn't eat, perhaps doesn't really sleep long hours. Perhaps, you know, the energy is just very ungrounded, as you could imagine now by reading by what Brooke and I have been speaking to thus far. Since this is the earth chakra, this is the root, this is that stability. Now let's look at the opposite of that. That would be someone who never leaves the house, perhaps even has developed some kind of anxiety about leaving the house, you know, or never wants to travel, not because it can, but because it has this anxiety, anxious thing with the airplane of ever. I mean, you know, we all have some, not everybody, but I have certainly have some anxiety with some flights, but I'm talking excessive, you know, and maybe 
overeating, hoarding, never letting go of things. So, you know, having a home, having a foundation, this is the chakra that's related to survival, to family, to tribe. This is kind of the first thing that we are this group, we're together. So having a home and a balanced home life, it's really nice because it is the foundation for everything. Like home is such a sacred space. Don't you think, Brooke? Yeah, definitely. I know that I'm asking you that because I know how much you are. Like you also, I feel like you really love to create like this kind of homey environment with your plants and animals. and Yeah, I like nature. I like to incorporate nature into my home. So I've lost plants and also I'm quite a, quite a color. I'm a little zoo here. So cute. You do too. Yeah. She has a little <laughs> zoo and I have a little farm. <laughs> that's true. Because if you want to go to the zoo, you go more to your house. You have the, the turtles and that stuff. Here we got the chickens. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But uh, yeah, I think that, you know, so that's something to look at. Like if you want to begin to say, okay, how am I doing in this place? So look at your home space. How does that look? Is it cluttered? Is it organized? If it's not, perhaps it's time to take a look at that. Can you just be? Can you just maybe, you know, wake up one day and and notice the sun, open your windows, smell some fresh air? This chakra is planet Earth. We are nature. Connect with the sun. Connect with nature. If it's raining, appreciate the rain. You know, if it's snowing, appreciate the snow. I mean, everything, again, has a beautiful place in our lives. And so can you just maybe wake up and enjoy life as is and be okay with being in stillness? You know, be okay with that silence, that sacred space. And creating a sacred space in your home would be bringing some flowers and I always tell you know I do this coaching now with light code and I always tell people don't it doesn't have when I talk about flowers because I always say try to have flowers in your spaces and places it doesn't have to be expensive doesn't have to be extravagant I'm talking about something very simple you know that you can grab at the grocery or something and just have that light a candle you know just little things that you can do to transform your space into a sacred place that you feel comfortable. And then why don't we talk about movement? Movement and because one of the healing practices of this chakra is to move, to breathe, to do yoga and I feel like you're very connected yeah. with that Brooke. So what do you think what do you think like as human beings why is this movement and breathing so important to balance us? I mean, really just kind of get get everything flowing but I would recommend for sure just like obviously yoga (laughs) both of us are definitely recommend yoga that's really the best way you can balance out really all of your chakras Mm -hmm. but moving as in like just going for a walk or dancing or going outside barefoot and just kind of moving your feet in the grass you know and really just kind of you know, squeezing your toes into the grass and feeling the dirt and just the earth below you. Getting, well, I was going to say like getting massages and stuff like, but with your feet, that's a really important thing is your feet because it's, this is a very grounding chakra. So I think I find it very important to incorporate your feet. So, you know, massaging your feet, or like I said, with, you know, pressing your feet into the earth, or even if you're like standing on some wood, some kind of like natural element and just keeping your feet planted barefoot though, 
on something of nature, you know, that's come from nature. So really any kind of footwork. But when you're doing footwork, it's movement because you're moving. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the body is so so tangible. So anytime that we're moving, like you said, we're increasing the flow, we're getting the blood, the fluids. We're, and then if you're breathing, it's your prana, your breath, your life force. And so you're literally like there's blockages. And, you know, the body remembers like when you have emotional trauma, when you have fights, when you have arguments, it doesn't, where does it go? Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So if there's no place to go and there's this kind of, uh, then it goes in and it creates these blockages, whether it's on your hips or your neck. You know, we all know that if you're had an argument or a tough day or a tough week, you begin to feel your shoulders tightening. So this is the thing. And so when you promote flow in your life with moving and breathing, you can literally remove these blockages. You can create the flow in your life. Like you can promote that. And you said, you mentioned massage broke. I mean, that's awesome. You know, that's another great way. Yes, go for a walk, do yoga, dance, or go get a massage with someone good who knows what they're doing and let them kind of get in there and, you know, really kind of move those juices and remove the blockages. And we can all feel when that, when it's like, oh, yes, that was such a release. Yeah. And there's something about like the physical touch, which is why... One thing that I had come across and it really made a great point was like whenever a child is first born, how important it is to do skin to skin with the mother because first thing is, you know, a traumatic thing. So if they're just immediately ripped from their mom, which in some cases it does have to happen because of the baby's health, you know, maybe they have, but it's best to do the skin to skin because it's touch. So this chakra is all about connection, right? Connection to your body. And if when you're connected to your body, you're connected to the earth, you know, you're connected to nature. So that's what I actually want to go back and talk about. Yeah. I'll actually, I'll read it because they have it worded quite well in this, in the book. Okay. So I get, I was back to talking to about the birth trauma, but anything that threatens survival, such as birth trauma, abandonment, neglect, serious illness, malnourishment, extreme poverty or physical abuse, it impacts the first chakra. So the younger the child is when things like that occur, the more likely these threats will undermine the first chakra formation. So a smooth first year of life creates a solid foundation that can better withstand and recover from difficulties later on. So that really got me thinking because, well, I have one of my best friends, she's a a PICU nurse. So she sees a lot of sick babies. And what I'm understanding now is that it's really important, well, for everyone, but specifically for babies who are developing their first chakra up until they're one year old, Mm -hmm. that it's forming. So when they do get illnesses and stuff like that, it's actually slowing, like they can't fully form that chakra. So later on in their life, they're going to have these issues and blockages that they're eventually going to have to deal with. So I was actually took a picture of the page and I wanted to send to her because they do like diffusing oils and stuff like that in the children's rooms. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a really good idea for these babies. I mean, obviously if it's a okay with their illness, whatever's going on with them. But for the most part, she loves doing the oils in there, but doing some kind of like grounding oils, uh, you know, diffusing something that's very grounding, which actually I'm pretty sure I wrote down some oils. I did. I wrote down uh, quite a few oils that you could use. Um, Yeah. Just if you, if you don't mind sharing with us, that'd be great. So there's 
angelica root, cedar wood, which is one of my favorites. I'm actually got an incense of cedar wood burning right now. Frankincense, myrrh, oak moss, patchouli, sandalwood, another one of my favorites. Rosewood, rosemary, cloves, and ginger. So anything like that, you're diffusing it. I think that would actually help, you know, especially these babies who are not able to form these the chakra correctly. I just yeah. found it very interesting. No, it is. It's very interesting. And going back to the developmental stages, second trimester while in your you know mother's womb and into twelve months a year, this is very important because. You know, when when a baby is still in the belly, you, you can, if you're pregnant or somebody who's listening or you know somebody and you can share this information, I mean, you know, you can play classical music to it. You can, I, and I know a, a lot of people do, and you can talk to it. So the same way you can influence so much your baby when before it's born, you know? Yeah. So you create this environment of peace, harmony, balance in your home. And then you put yourself also in that state of mind, which I would highly recommend meditations, whether it's guided meditation, mindful meditation, or just breathing. There's so much nowadays practices such as yoga nidra and while you're pregnant, you know, and just really kind of allow that energy to be transmitted into the baby while you are going through the growth process. That's a really beautiful thing, you know. And then, of course, as you said, the first year and the first years of the child, it's so important. So if we can really go into conscious parenting, yeah, I think the world would be a very different place. And, you know, it's um, because a child, there's so many impressions that we are putting on that child. But, you know, many of us didn't have a perfect childhood or perfect whatever. And, and here we are now. And yoga also teaches us that the time is now and that it is no matter where you begin in your life. It's now is the time. Now is the time to and you there's no victim mentality you know, so it's just kind of accept whatever it is that happened to you. It's okay. It happened. But now yeah. what? Now what? You know, we're here and we have all the, these tools to, this is why we're doing this episode. I mean, both Brooke and I were so passionate about healing the world, healing not only ourselves, but others. And by we're doing this literally just for love you know we we want to share this information with you guys and through this chakra work perhaps you find many tools to balance yourself and like I said no matter what happened to you you know the past is the past the future is not here but what we have is right now and right now we can take control of our health we can take control of our lives and we can utilize these many tools that we have to enhance our lives. And by enhancing our life, we automatically enhance the life of everyone around us. So one of the practices that I also, you said essential oils, and I'm glad you brought some, but like you were saying with the feet on the earth, it's earthing. So earthing is amazing. And there's a great documentary on YouTube. Maybe we can include it on the show notes. It's called The Grounded. And basically, as Brooke said, just, you know, barefoot, go outside, connect, place your feet on the sand or the grass, 
and just if you don't can't like have a yard or walk around maybe you have a spot that you can if you especially like if you have a dog that you take outside or some just put your feet even if it's five ten minutes that will do wonders nature nature i mean 20 minutes of sun you know sun where it's recommended about 20 minutes of sun every day i know we can't do that every day but as much as you can yeah go get some sun like let our touches yeah so or touching or hugging a tree yes (laughs) oh my god that's like one of my favorites is tree hugging I love, there's something (laughs) so powerful about that. And I've actually done a lot. I mean, this might sound silly, but I've done a lot of research about hugging a tree. And I've found some incredible things about it. It's, It's very healing for a human being to hug a tree. I believe it's because the frequency and the energy of the tree is interacting with the frequency and the energy of our energetic body, subtle body, auric field, and so on. And by doing that, it's kind of neutralizing a lot, you know, and a lot of energies or things that are slightly imbalanced or perhaps not very much in alignment. You can actually get rid of that real fast by hugging a tree. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds funny. so funny. I know, it sounds so funny. <laughs> but it's effective. Uh, it's very effective. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I wanted to mention also another documentary that I saw recently and I think you guys might love. It's called Heal. And it's actually on Netflix right now. Oh, it was so I'll good. It. Yes, it's so good. Marianne Williamson is in it. Um, Michael Beckwith and just a bunch of people. And it's just such a great documentary. And it talks about how, you know, you can heal yourself. And I really believe in that. You know, before disease actually manifests in the physical body, it takes a while. First, it manifests in your energy body. This is why this work is so important. So by catching some of those imbalances and by neutralizing it and by, you know, really creating this balance, you can avoid so much, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, and Brooke, you have a plant. This might be a good time to share about your plant because plants are so healing and have, you know, I talked about flowers, but also having plants and flowers in your house and your workspace. Plants are just so amazing. They really uplift spaces and places and and us. So, and I love the plants that you have in your plant work. Can you share with us about that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, planting like in gardening, that's a really grounding and healing thing for me to do, which is where when I start, obviously they're beautiful. So I you know, started out kind of playing around with them and realized how good it made me feel, how calming it was to just get my hands dirty or create with this nature and these plants. So my business, Soulful Grows, right now I have an Etsy. So you can look me up on Etsy. We'll put that on the, the show notes too. Yeah, but that'd be great. Soulful grows. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's just a very, I can't even like explain how amazing it is for me to but work. You do with air them. plants I, and you know. Yeah, I'm more, yeah, I'm more so just sell the air plants. Gardening in general, I do all, all kinds of other stuff, but yeah. I really just sell air plants because they're just really fun and beautiful and I feel like I don't see them very often, you know, I don't, I mean, now they're becoming more and more popular, but I don't know. I've just really fell in love with them. And I used to work with just succulents and then I found air plants and 
you can make such pretty things with them. And so I just kind of got to crafting. I'll put them on crystals, driftwood, terrariums. I make a lot of terrariums with them. They're just they add so much life to your home. So you can just have like a couple little plants and it just totally changes the whole vibe of the room to me. It just, you feel the nature, you feel grounded. I just like to surround myself with as many plants as I can. Yeah. And <laughs> I just you, surrounding myself with nature. I, and I, I have, I have a few of your Brooks plants at my home and it's so beautiful. It's very artistic the way that you put this together. Some of them now have these crystals. I mean, I feel like you're getting better and better like all the time. Oh, thank it's just you. so amazing. Like the stuff that you're creating is so beautiful. I highly recommend that everybody check it out. I love one of my favorite ones is that log that you made and I got it yeah. and it has the air plant on it. I have this beautiful log. It's very rustic and we have it in one of our tables. It's so beautiful. So, and you know, talking to you makes me feel very grounded. <laughs> oh, well, same to you. <laughs> I need a little more brook in my life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you need more plants. I know. I need, <laughs> you more, need more plants. plants <laughs> yeah, it's great though. I have actually have like a ton of plants. I always can I can always get more plants. I mean, that's yeah, never enough. Can always get more flowers. I can always but there's something also really beautiful about like if you're on a walk and I heard Eckhart Tolle talking about this. <laughs> He's doing um, a series I've been recommending also to everybody who's who are in my programs, whether it's Light Code or the trainings on A New Earth, his book, with Oprah Winfrey and her podcast, Super Soul Conversations. I think that's right. That's what it's called. So anyways, but they're doing a series in January and they're going over a chapter of the book each Monday and it's 10 Mondays. It's really amazing. You guys, I highly recommend. I mean, he's just an incredible being and he gives so much insight, very connected to everything that we are speaking and talking about. Anyways, Eckert says, if you're on a walk, you know, and you see a beautiful flower and you're on a hike and you see a beautiful flower and say you're with your lover or a friend, Many people just kind of will say, oh, look at that. It's so beautiful. And they grab it and they just give it to you, right? So mm -hmm. he's suggesting perhaps those flowers, you know, like that wild and stuff, just look at it and say, yes, it's so beautiful. And then your friend says, wow, beautiful. And you maybe have a moment, right? Or with your lover and you admire that, that being. And then you just let it be like you don't pick it up. <laughs> You know, yeah. you just like, you, you acknowledge it, you appreciate it, you say it's beautiful, you feel that in your heart space, and you continue your hike. Yeah. You allow I, it to continue to have its own life. And I thought that was so beautiful. I think so too. I've been on like, you know, many walks with people where they walk past a plant and or a bush and they'll like pick some leaves or something yeah. off. Them. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> exactly. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, or, you know, you see a little frog. Sometimes, like, I'm with people, and they see, like, a little frog in the country, and they immediately, like, go grab the frog just to show. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Just let the frog be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably doesn't want to be picked up, he or she. <laughs> it's 
living it today. We don't have, imagine like, you know, we're walking on the street, you know, wherever you are. And then a giant just like picks you up. Like, right. let me just show you to my friend. Oh my God. Like I would be like, oh, don't handle me like that all the time. You know, or <laughs> we I can imagine it being scary. <laughs> we are a funny race. Like we are a funny race. You yeah. know, I don't see my chickens walking around and picking all the flowers in my backyard and being like showing the other chicken that, yeah. I mean, they'll do it like if they want to eat it, you know, and that's different. And yeah, like survival and stuff, but it's not like, Hey, look just here. And then let me throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Same with like, like flowers. I mean, I love flowers. You yeah, know? me too. You know, and I'll buy, you know, a bouquet of flowers too for people, sometimes for myself. But for the most part, I more so appreciate a living plant that will stay alive that I can care for, you know, for, you know, many years or whatever. Just because the flowers are picked and then they'll eventually die. Now they're grown to be picked. That's what, you know, the intention of planting whoever is selling the flowers. That was their intention with it. And there's nothing wrong with it. But me personally, I like to, to be gifted a living potted plant, you know, that, or maybe I can go plant in my garden or something, something that can stay alive and not. Again, there's nothing wrong with it because there is, I do find a beauty mm-hmm. in dying flowers, you know, something well, with, and like you that. said, that person planted a farm and there's an, in, there was an intention for right. that. And, and so, yeah, but at the same time, you said, you know, what you just said makes a lot of sense. That's a really good point, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. I wanted to share with you guys that both Brooke and I are having tea we have a tea yeah. practice. <laughs> I also have an episode with Wuda. I don't remember the, the episode number, but you could look. It's about tea ceremonies, and uh, he's amazing. And right now, I am having a fabulous tea. It's a, it's a chopware and from Global Tea Hut, and it's so good. It's so good. Mine's from Global Tea Hut, too. You are? Which one are yeah. you having? It's an oolong. Ooh. Is that how you say it? Oolong? Yeah. You know, oolongs are some of my favorite teas. I, I find it. mine too. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Global Tea Hut, you guys, it's fantastic. Speaking of connecting with nature, first chakra, I find this a very healing practice, the, t- the living teas, which they are above organic, by the way. They have to meet X amount of things to be called living tea. They are literally from trees that are hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Don't you find this very grounding? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're the one who put me on to <laughs> the Global Tea Hut. Uh, I'm like putting, I, I just, my mission is like, I want the whole planet. Yeah, to- seriously, though. Yeah. Keep at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. it's so grounding in the connection of, you know, when you're, and like sipping it, you're sipping it with intention and then you're connecting to the leaves that, you know, that came from the trees and it's just like really grounding. And so ever since you showed me it, I've been, you know, I signed up for the global tea. I don't have global tea anymore. I had to cancel it, but I still have a lot of their teas that they sent me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like getting overstocked. (laughs) Yeah. So the leaves, you know, these are wild grown trees. Some of them are in very high places on the planet. They're very beautiful trees. Like I said, hundreds or thousands of years old. We spoke about hugging a tree and how the energy, uh, the vibration of the tree comes into your soul 
Well, this is kind of the same thing, but you are literally drinking. You 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 know you put these leaves on the tea, and the and then you put the the warm water, and they open. And some of them you can literally see this beautiful leaf like opening on mm-hmm. your on your tea bowl or your you know your pot your side handle whatever you're using and it's just so beautiful and you can do several steeps and what happens is that that vibration that energy of that tree that's so precious such a jewel in our planet comes straight into your energy system straight into your soul and straight into your heart space and it balances you out also not to mention that it has some trace minerals and on a physical level there's a lot of healing this is considered tea medicine and so there's a lot of healing that the roots of these trees that are thousands of miles long that human beings can't get these minerals and you know the enhancement for our physical body any other form except from these teas so they've been used for thousands of years i am a big fan. I really love it. I feel like it has completely balanced and changed my life. When I'm not doing my tea practice, I do notice a difference. And globalteahot.org, you can sign up. It's $20 a month and you get this beautiful publication that gives you vegetarian recipes. It gives you all kinds of like practices that you can do, including meditations and walks and talks about the tea. And then you get the tea. You get a little tea every month. That is sent to you that everyone who's part of the Global Tea Hut community who's joined also gets it. So then you are drinking this tea and having a tea practice with people all over the globe. And then we're building this collective consciousness, you know. And so by building this collective consciousness and being conscious being, we're raising the vibration of planet Earth. And that's the whole thing with this podcast, Life on Earth podcast. I am going to always bring different guests that are on this mission and talk about how I feel, different tools, exploring this really exploration of how we are light beings. Like, you know, we are light beings. And if you're if you're connecting to what I'm saying, you're here listening to Brooke and I, you are a light being too. So we need more beings like you on the planet. We need all these little lights everywhere. And by doing that, the planet is going to start to glow and shine more and when there's so much light darkness cannot prevail so you can influence everyone you can influence people in your neighborhood in your office space where you work at your house at your home just by being an example just by how you live and how you vibrate in your heart space so yeah just thank you guys (laughs) thank you guys for you know for joining us on this beautiful (laughs) global mission And I think that this is it. Thank you, Brooke, so much for today's episode. And, you know, this is not the end. This is just the first chakra. And I know that we have spoken. Hopefully we do. We only got six more, Brooke. Are you you going (laughs) to try to do it with me? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, we committed. Here for the ride. (laughs) We committed to this chakra series with you guys, and we will each time present one when the these when we do record. Maybe we'll have some other episodes in between. I don't know exactly. You know, everything in my show is always very organic, but I'm very excited and very happy to present this work for you guys with you, Brooke. I'm very excited to have you on the show for this. So I really appreciate it. And if you, 
If you feel like a calling that you want to learn more, look in your life, like what is this mean to you? I have a program, it's called Light Code, and there's three different platforms that go with it. There's a lot of um, tools that you, you are offered that you can utilize from the online platforms. And we meet on Skype. You know, and that's what I do. I, we can, we literally will dedicate like a whole Skype session or two to the first chakra and we dissect, we look at things in your life and we see how we can make it better. So I've been doing this work. It's very successful. Chakra is just one topic, but there's many and it's all about, again, enhancing your life. So if you want to go a little deeper, I invite you to join Light Code. Any other offerings that you have, Brooke? Well, you know, actually, I do have some foods and like crystals that are in alignment with the chakras. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. We love crystals. I I don't know why we we didn't mention this before. Yeah. (laughs) So some crystals that you can use. Now, you can just like wear them as jewelry. You can put, you know, crystal in your pocket, carry it around your purse on you. But I find more effective when it's like on your person. So like today, I have on a citrine necklace. Actually, you gave this to me, Natalie. A citrine necklace, which is in alignment with the first chakra. I also have on a bracelet that is made of cornelian stones. So some other stones you can use are red jasper, smoky quartz, obsidian, bloodstone, and golden yellow topaz. So those are just a few of the crystals that you can use and carry around with you if you feel like you need some balancing of the chakra. Now, a lot of the crystals also correlate with several chakras. So you, you might hear those same some of those being listed later on within the other chakras and the other podcasts that we do. And you have some crystals in your Etsy store, right? Yeah. So I have, actually, I do have citrine, the plants with citrine on it. And then I do amethyst. Those are like the two, the two that I really stick to. Okay. But yeah, we have citrine. So if you feel like you want to invite nature and some balance into that first chakra. citrine is also awesome for abundance. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is my top favorite stone. I actually even have a big piece of citrine sitting out next to me as we have this conversation. I was just trying to bring in these different little grounding elements as we sat and recorded this podcast yeah i'm wearing a beautiful crystal right now (laughs) as well and i'm wearing an amethyst and this one is from bali and it was elaine page so shout out and thank you elaine Page. (laughs) (laughs) she's in my 300 hour yoga training at the moment she completed the 200 hour and the 300 is quite extensive program. Um, it's a lot of mentorship, and I invite people to do it over time. There's also an option to do it with me online as well, but, you know, in part in person as well. So anyways, this one is from Bali. Elaine went to Bali recently, and she got this beautiful necklace, and she brought it to me. She gave it to me, I think it was two days ago. So thank oh, you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I really love it. She's awesome. Yeah, she is. So you guys, I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. Hope this body of work has inspired you as much as it inspires Brooke and I. And if you want to reach out to us, please do. Brooke, what's your Instagram? My personal one is my name, Brooke Bodo. Which B A U D O T. I know it's nothing how it's pronounced. <laughs> My I'm soulful yoga and then soulful grows. And soulful is spelled well, it's basically two words. So soul and then full F U L L. So soulful yoga, soulful grows. Yeah, Bado, very French. 
very yeah. French. <laughs> and I have a, a new Instagram handle as well. I mean, mine is Natalie Crab, but also I have Shanti Yoga Training School on Instagram. And what we're doing with that is we put a lot of things that I'm working on on my book as blogs. And also we are, we also have a blog. So the blog goes a little more extensive in some of the material that we post on Instagram. But if you're interested in following that, and also for our podcast, Life on Earth, you can sign up for our Friday highlights. Friday highlights, we always send you very inspirational material which also glows, many of them go up on the blog. We have covered anything from music at 432 hertz to Manuka honey, the power and the health benefits of that honey to, you know, crystals, so many different things. Animals as grid workers, which is a fantastic topic. But if so, definitely I'll put a, something on the show notes so that you can sign up for Friday Highlights. And if you like the show, you guys, what would really help us out is if you share this episode with your friends. It's so easy. Just click on it when you're listening. Share with a friend that you feel that might benefit. This might be a gift for them, right? And if yeah. you also, you could give us a really nice review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. We have been featured on iTunes twice as some of the top alternative health podcasts so it's really cool yeah it's really cool and we have people listening from all over the globe and i really want to thank all of you for your time and that's it all right brooke (laughs) all right nat thank you for having me thank you so much and until very soon until we come back with the second chakra the swahistana it's all about water bye (laughs) 